Hey everyone, it is Sunday and we are live in our exclusive Facebook group to share all of the Sunday excitement and bring our family together to get us ready to persevere through the week ahead. It is the Sunday weekly warm up. We have an amazing guest with us. Of course, the one and only Brad Hughes is in the house. And we have already been talking shop to the point that I had to cut Brad and Lauren off being like, guys, we had to go live. You literally can continue this conversation in a minute. We just need to involve our family over on Facebook. So if you are new to the Sunday Weekly Warm-Up, please know that we want you to be active. We are actively monitoring and engaging with the comments. We want you to be here and be very present. We will also share this stream tomorrow to all of our normal streaming places like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. It will, of course, also become an episode of Teach Better Talk podcast. But this is where the fun happens. Come into the group over at teachbettergroup.com. Participate in the comments. Let us know where you're listening from. And let us know something special you did this weekend. We'll be right back. our Sunday weekly warm-up. Brad Hughes, are you ready for a great show? Ray, I am so ready to uh, connect with you and with Lauren and with all of our Teach Better family joining us in the Sunday weekly warm-up space tonight, live exclusively in the Teach Better Facebook group. That's at teachbettergroup.com. And uh, Ray, I was just uh, backstage there jamming to our little uh, Sunday weekly warm-up theme, and I got my dance moves on. I've got my energy up, and uh, we're going to have a great conversation with Lauren Kaufman tonight. I can't wait. And for those of you where you're like looking at the screen, you're like, wait, Lauren looks so familiar. She doesn't just have one of those faces. She was actually just featured on the Teach Better Today morning show. So you may have been learning and already connected with Lauren because you're in tune with other things going on within the Teach Better family. Lauren, do you mind introducing yourself just in case somebody missed connecting with you and wants to learn about you and all that you're doing for education here on the show today. Of course, Ray. I'm so honored to be here again. And Brad, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Lauren Kaufman. This is my 18th year in education. Uh, when I say that, I can't believe it. It's been such an incredible journey. Uh, I was a classroom teacher, second and fifth grade. I was a literacy specialist for elementary and middle school. I was an instructional coach, a role that was near and dear to my heart, uh, and I still very much lead with a coaching mindset. Uh, now I took the leap into administration. I've been an assistant principal, and now I'm a district leader, the director of literacy in Long Island, New York. So I'm a writer, too. I love to write. And I love to read and I love all things education. I love connecting with people and uh, I love being here with you all. And hi, everybody. Hi, everybody in the audience and to the Teach Better team. I'm so grateful to the Teach Better team. I learned so much from you guys. Uh, I love following everything that you do, all the professional learning that you have. Uh, so thank you for having me here. What a gift. 
It's always so, so fun to chat with you, Lauren. And we just, before we went live, we're talking about how we are going to commit right now to writing a blog together because I'm such a fan of your blog <laughs> and I would love for us to work more collaboratively on a daily basis. So sign me up. Um, before we get into too much educational conversation, I know we're going to talk all about topics that Lauren is, or Lauren is so passionate about. I would love to hear about all of your weekends. Brad, did you do anything fun this weekend? Anything, you know, to celebrate? Shout out? Well, this was the uh, U.S. Grand Prix weekend, Ray. And uh, so we was a Grand Prix weekend. We had uh, it was a sprint weekend in Formula One. So from uh, Friday evening to uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, the action was taking place in Austin, Texas, Circuit of the Americas. Uh, it turned out that Max Verstappen was the uh, big winner. And both very, very close, uh, his rival, uh, Lewis uh, Hamilton was hot on his heels and it was a just a one-two finish there. And uh, we love the Grand Prix weekends, especially this circuit and this uh, event in Austin. Just a wonderful event. And coming up soon is the uh, Mexico Grand Prix. And later on, they'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada, City of the Stars. Incredible uh, Grand Prix coming up there. So in the meantime, I was in the workshop uh, this weekend. I was working on a, uh, a special piece for... Uh, a special Teach Better colleague, Joshua Stamper. So I've been working on uh, uh, a customized sign for Joshua to celebrate his podcast, Aspire to Lead. And uh, so I've been having a wonderful weekend of uh, dipping into schoolwork and dipping into uh, the workshop. And of course, the Grand Prix weekend always is a is a deal maker for us. Oh my gosh, I have so many different things that I want to take, so many different directions I want to take this. First, if you are listening in the comments, can you tell us what your sport of choice is? Because as Brad was talking about the Grand Prix of F1, I did a lot of soccer this weekend I was going to talk oh, about. Yeah. So start us off in the comments. We would love to hear what's your sport of choice. Maybe you don't have any sports. Maybe it's something you kind of monitor. Let us know. Uh, get those get those comments flowing. But the other thing, Brad, that I love that you talk about is your incredible work you're doing in your workshop. I can't wait to see Joshua's sign. Oh. Lauren, are you, do you consider yourself artsy? Brad is so creative. I, that speaks to me. I connect with that. Anybody who's creative, you know, into sports, you know, you're very well-rounded, Brad, you know, <laughs> I love it. Sure. That, that's kind of, you. I'm getting more and more rounded yeah. every year. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I need to get off the uh, Formula One couch and get into some, into some racing myself. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Brad, I love your stuff. And actually, we just had an ambassador recently, like within the last week or two, post that you made uh, Hannah a sign. And it was stunning. I have one my own. I feel very honored to be part of this exclusive club. But all of you need to go over to Brad's like hobby side gig job and go uh, get your own sign created because I, I just love the diversity of what you've been able to to create for people. Do you mind, can you just give that a shout out? What's your group called? Oh. Where can they go? And there's a few different places. I'd be grateful. So you can find my uh, work at nowitspersonal.ca. Uh, that'll redirect you to uh, my Facebook page. I'm also on Instagram, uh, same name. And just it's just a delight to uh, connect one-on-one -on -one with clients to find out what's on their mind, what's important to them, who's special in their life, and what's going on that I can uh, create something special just for them. So it's a it's a very personal venture and it's a very rewarding venture as well. So I appreciate the shout out. Uh, and I love the the name of the of the website. It's just so good. Now it's personal is just like so spot on. Lauren, if you had to pick one word 
to have like engraved into this beautiful piece of artwork, what would you choose? This was the hardest decision for me. I, I was the worst person for Brad to work with because I'm like, you, I can't choose one word it, I, forever. You're telling me forever. I choose one word. Oh my goodness. That, that is a lot to commit to because there are so many great words and I struggle with this. Like, you know how every year you do your one word, mm -hmm. uh, right. And I'm always like deeply thinking about it, but, um, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head and I'm not sure that this is the word, you know, I, I don't know. Don't Maybe commit. I will commit, but I'll share that. I do like the word impact. So, mm. um, you know, I think it's a powerful wor word and it means something different to everybody. So that, yeah, I think that's a great, I know a lot of people have done their, um, the title of something they're affiliated with their name. Uh, I love those more, those words that are more descriptive, like impact. I didn't empower. I just love, mm -hmm. like, I love seeing not only the diversity in the language that comes from this incredible thing that Brad's working on, but also the, the artistic design that you put Brad into the color. I just think it's fascinating. I'm sorry, friends. I have the best one, but like, hopefully all of you get like the second best one. You know what I mean? That's so kind. And Lord, I love your word impact because each of us, whatever our important role in education might be, we, we have the potential to positively impact and even change lives. Maybe not in an earth shifting way, but you know, we think about the ripples of influence that we have, you know, the kindness or the smiles or, finding the fun, like you just never know who we educators and caregivers are impacting on a moment to moment basis. I love that word impact. Yeah, Brad, I, you know, I, I, I think I love what you said. And I think about that a lot. I always think about where I was, where I am and where I want to be. And I think throughout our journeys, both personally and professionally, there are people who impact our lives, whether they're in our lives for moments, minutes, hours, months, years, um, there's a reason those people are placed in your journey. And even if it's a small interaction, I always say small moves make big impacts. Mm. My friend Megan Lawson also says that. Uh, we talk about that a lot in our writing. So uh, I, I love that. It's it's very significant in education. It's very significant in our lives. And I think that, you know, the word impact, um, you know, sometimes we don't know what when we're making impact, I think an interaction that can be a microcosm of somebody's day can actually, or, or of your day, really, um, might be means so much bigger to somebody else, right? Um, so I love it. Mm, so good. You know, something that I was seeing in the comments was uh, in response to Brad's reflection from his weekend, people were posting their favorite sports that they like to follow. Brad, any in the comments that you want to give a shout out to? Any noteworthy in there? Well, shout out to Brian Arnott, uh, who is enjoying, who enjoys European football. Nope. Man City or U.S. soccer. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry, that comment oh. is not allowed on the show. Oh. I am extremely upset with Man City. They just oh, no. they just overtook my team. So that is Brian. Nope, nope. Sorry, no. Anything else, Brett? Anything else? Well, I, I think you've got to explain now, Ray. What what what, uh, what UK football team do you cheer for? Oh, the, the only one that exists, Brad, the only people that follow English Premier League should always be Tottenham fans. And we went from first to like fourth or fifth. We don't play till tomorrow. We didn't play this weekend. So it's not a, it's not finished yet for the week, week nine. But yeah, no, 
Nope. Sorry. Sorry, Brian. Nope. 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 <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Let's just say that. <laughs> Any others besides those awesome soccer players out there? Well, we have a Liverpool fan in our comments tonight, uh, but no, we, we'd love to hear more about uh, diversions, uh, sporting and otherwise that uh, our listeners and viewers enjoy. And, and Lauren, when you think about your loved ones and, and the people near and dear to you or in your education life, what kind of diversions, athletic or otherwise, are coming up for you? Well, immediately what surrounds me is baseball and basketball because that's what my two boys play. So yeah. <laughs> I am constantly uh, on the field. If anybody follows me on social media, uh, especially on my personal accounts, uh, you will see that I am always on the baseball field. And it's just such a joy. You know, I, I wasn't, I have to admit, I really wasn't a sports person growing up. You know, I was more into art and acting and singing and dancing that, you know, that was me really into the theater, theater arts. My, my dad loves sports, but my husband loves sports and my kids do. So I've learned to appreciate sports even more. And we're true New York fans over here. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in New York, so we're big Yankee fans over here. And, um, you know, I love going to a good game. I'm just a New York fan. So, um, I'll, I'll enjoy any games with my family. What what brings me joy is really just seeing my boys uh, enjoy watching sports and playing sports. And I'm trying to savor all the moments because they're 14 and 12 now. So, um, you know, I kind of feel like, especially with my oldest son, you know, like four years with him until he he's in ninth mm -hmm. grade, uh, until he might, you know, whatever he chooses to do, whether he chooses to go to college or do something else, um, you know, I'm holding on to those moments. So. So special. You know, friends, as we continue to reflect on our conversations here and on our weekend and into the week ahead, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe the biggest highlight from your weekend that you'd like to give a shout out and share with our community here. Remember, our Teach Better group is exclusive to educators, but we are a family. So just like we on the screen get to engage with one another, we really want to have you all engaging with the comments as well, not only with us, of course, but also with each other. So feel free to give a shout out of the highlight of your weekend, whether you're a sports fan, maybe into some creativity, some arts, uh, we'd love to hear it in the chat so we can continue to have you be a participant participate like participate in this conversation. Um, you know, Lauren and Brad, we have a lot more in store to discuss, but I thought we would transition here into that deep discussion of education because I know Lauren has a ton to share with us. That's all good? Ready sounds, to go. Sounds like a plan. I'm always ready to talk education. <laughs> we'll be right back.
everyone. Welcome back to our Sunday weekly warm up. We are currently in our Sunday strategy segment of the show, which is a period of time we like to have every single week to come together, talk shop about education a little bit, and hopefully be able to take something away to make us a little bit better as we head into our week ahead. Lauren is an incredible educator. She does so much for so many different people that follow her and get to engage with her in real life in person every single day. Lauren, one of the things I love that you do is you are a phenomenal blogger. And I can only imagine that there is some topic that you can reflect on, that you can pull from the blog and maybe bring to our community here. Because I'm confident people read your blog because I know it's so, so, so popular. But I'm sure that from your writing, you're actually able to really see what is like the hard hitting topics people are being drawn to. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. Um, I'd love to first speak about how, you know, I started this blog a couple of years ago. I think it was during the pandemic. And during that time, I had connected with George Kuros um, because I used to facilitate a mentor program in my prior school district. And we used the innovators mindset as a book to frame the work we were doing in the mentor program. And he challenged me in front of uh, all of the educators, the mentors and the mentees to start a blog. He said, Lauren, you have some really great ideas. You should really reflect and write about them. And I remember being very fearful in the beginning of sharing my thinking and sharing my learning because I almost thought, what would I have to share that nobody's seen before? And he said, Lauren, that's not why we write. We write to reflect on our own learning. It's for our own personal growth. And then if people benefit from that, that's the added bonus, right? So I remember I used to perseverate over these blogs. Like I, I used to look at them and stare at them before I would push one out because I, I was nervous. You know, is the grammar correct? Um, is what I'm saying okay? Is it going to offend anybody? Um, so there was so much for me that went into it. And I really evolved over the last couple of years with it. I've really remained consistent with it because I've realized that it, like I said earlier, it, it, it helps me think about who I was, who I am, and who I'm continuously striving to be. And it helps me connect the dots, you know, a little bit of neuroscience, you know, when we're in focus mode all the time and we're learning and consuming so much, uh, for me, I feel overwhelmed if I can't get those ideas out. Um, so I need to go into diffuse mode and I need to start connecting those dots and I need to start turning consumption into creation. And that's why I blog. I know, um, you know, for a lot of people, self-care means something different to everybody. Um, one of the things I do is I go for walks. When I go for my walks and I'm around nature, I start thinking of some amazing ideas, right? Or ideas at least that I think are amazing for me, um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and um, I start thinking, oh my goodness, you know, this would make uh, a great lesson or this idea would make a great professional learning experience, right? And how fortunate I feel that I have now a space to memorialize all of that thinking and all of that work. Um, so what is interesting about my blog, I think, <laughs> and so I've been told somebody else might think different is, you know, I developed a style of writing over the years and the style is very much like this. Um, what I do is I give a lot of the what and the why, right? The research behind it, things I'm thinking about. 
And then it's like unwrapping a present, right? You're unwrapping that gift and then you open the bow and you see the gift and the gift at the end is, and this is how it looks. This is how it can look in your world as a leader or in the classroom. Take from it what you can and apply it to your practice. And I really feel like any professional learning or any article we read or any blog we read, anything that's out there in education, I feel like it's a win when we can take one or two things away from it. It might not apply, everything might not apply to us, but take one or two things and how can that look in my world? And so my blogs really range from really practical um, strategies that you can implement in a PD or in your classroom or strategies for leaders um, to just more like self-care. Like how do we care for ourselves um, in the world of education? Because as the educational landscape continuously evolves, um, you know, there's a lot of change that's happening. How do we navigate that? as educators in whatever space we're learning and growing in, you know, who can we lean on for support? Um, so, so that's really uh, what the blog is um, rooted, rooted in are all of those things. And it's, it's, I think I shared this with you, Ray, recently that the blogs that I think very deeply about, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Sometimes though, they don't resonate with others as well. But like, for example, yesterday I wrote one called Leading with Appreciation for Yourself and Others. And it was all about my reflecting around this week. And I wrote it very quickly, yet it resonated with so many. Um, so you never know. But when I keep in mind that I'm writing this for myself, reflecting in my own learning, this is like my own digital portfolio. Um, if I can help others, that's even an added bonus. So um, I'm happy to connect with anyone about my blog anytime, any ideas that I share, any ideas others have. And right, like, I love that I challenged you, like George challenged me to co-write a blog with me this week. You said you want to be writing more. So I'm challenging you. I'm going to share a doc with you this week. And we're going to start collaborating on a piece together and we're going to push it out. And I'll give it a deadline too. I won't share it here, but maybe we'll we'll share our deadline together and we'll push something out. So everybody here will know something is coming out from Ray and myself, a blog, very soon. <laughs> yeah, you know, Brad, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on the amazing things so far that Lauren has been sharing, but something, Lauren, that I really appreciate and that absolutely is resonant, resonating with me right now is the process of getting started in mm -hmm. that writing. So I know we have a lot of people here in our, our community, the Teach Better family, who either has written a blog, maybe they even write for the Teach Better blog, or they haven't yet gotten started in writing a blog. And for a long time, like I've had my own different hurdles of what may be the excuse of the day of why I'm not writing. But yeah, honestly, my reason right this moment is I literally cannot put the words on a doc. Like I don't have any reason. I just like can't get started. And this hurdle that I can't really understand seems to be my excuse for weeks and weeks and weeks. And Brad, I'm sure you yourself have strived to overcome little blocks like that. I wonder if that topic just in general might resonate with someone in our community here. 100%. And I, I just want to reflect back to you that you may have some challenges getting 
pen to paper or the words down into a doc. But yeah. before we got on the air tonight, you were recording an Instagram reel. And to me, that is a form of blogging or publishing. You're just not using a doc. You're you're using video. And I mean, you publish multiple uh, video blogs, mini blogs every single day. So I, I think that's worth recognizing and celebrating. Uh, and I also think that uh, uh, Lauren and uh, and Brienne's in our comments uh, and Brienne is saying, you never know what uh, you have to say. Is or what, what there? There we go. That's better. You never know who your words are going to resonate with. And so, you know, Lauren, while your blog may be uh, a personal venture, a, a personal reflection, an opportunity to document your thoughts and to reflect on your own growth, you're publishing it on a website, and you know the hope is that it's going to resonate with at least at least one person. And, we talked a little bit earlier about those ripples. You just never know what impact or what small shift in thinking or practice uh, your blog might engender. So your most recent blog, you know, leading with appreciation, I'm, I'm really curious if something recently happened where you had that aha moment in your role as an AP where appreciation was either lacking or appreciation was something that you needed to, you know, or you found kind of welling up inside you. What was the spark? So first, I just would like to comment on what you said about Ray and her video creations, because all of those thoughts, you're 100% right, Brad. She is actually creating her, I think you call that a vlog, actually. Uh, yeah. Is there a word Ooh. for that? Yeah, there's a word for that, right? You're doing a vlog. And um, yes, you are communicating with others and sharing your ideas through another medium. And I think that's very powerful. So Brad, yes, I want to just commend Ray that you are sharing more out there than you think and memorializing it just in a different space. So you guys are awesome. You guys are so good for my ego. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, um, you know, so, so Brad, you asked me a question about, um, what what resonated with me over the course of this week to inspire me mm -hmm. to write this? Well, you know, uh, since I became, since I was in a formal leadership role, I was an assistant principal. Now I'm a director of literacy. So I moved yes. from building leadership to district leadership. Um, but I, I have felt in every stage of my career, I, I truly believe that there aren't titles in education. Like we are all here rowing in the same direction for kids. We need each other to do that. Every role in an organization is so important. And I have thought back to the leaders when I was, you know, on the front lines, in the classroom, working with kids or working directly with teachers um, as a coach or like I do now, you know, I've always thought about the leader I've always needed because mm -hmm. um, I ask myself, Lauren, who is the leader you want to be? My answer is, Lauren, you need to be the, the leader you always needed and wanted, right? So it's like I take the best from all different people who have encountered me in my life <laughs> and, and, and have shown up on my path, and I want to be the best version of all of them, right? And just be myself in the process. And through that, they have always shown me the best versions of all of these amazing people, these amazing mentors who've come into my life, have shown me appreciation in some form, some way, shape, or form. And I always feel like we are in the business of being working with human beings, working with children, working with people, leading with empathy, and showing gratitude is 
probably one of the most valuable things we can do in this world of education, because there are lots of ebbs and flows to our days, right? Um, so, you know, this week, Brad I, and, and Ray, I, I was experiencing, I was in a sea of priorities that I was juggling. And um, sometimes I have to give, um, if I feel like I'm, I'm lacking something in myself, I feel like whatever I'm lacking, I need to give to others even more, <laughs> you know? Um, and when I can't be in all the places all the time, like I want to be because maybe in my world, I'm in the midst of professional learning or working on a project and I'm thinking of the whole K-12 continuum, you know? Um, I, that's where I thought about this idea of leading with appreciation for myself and for others, and what do people, and, and, and you know, talking about George Kuros and his, his work, you know, I mentioned him actually in this blog because as I was reading his Saturday email yesterday, he said something, I'm gonna read, um, I'm gonna read his quote actually around gratitude. Um, he says, something I have embraced over the past several years is that we can never share gratitude for others too early, but it can definitely come too late. I have made it my mission that if I see something good in others, I always let them know. And embracing that idea has never let me down. Um, so another thing I was battling with over the last couple of weeks is that I almost forgot that I should be empowering other people to help me, you know, lifting others up and elevating them. Because if I'm in this myth, in the midst, of the hustle and bustle of the day to day. And I have all of this work to do. Why aren't I asking more people for help sometimes, you know? And it's not that I don't want to. I know this. I know that's a great practice. People did that for me, but I think it just got lost on me somehow. Um, and so this week, I really made it my mission after a mentor said to me, Lauren, distribute leadership a little bit. <laughs> you, you know, people want to work with you. They want to help you. And um, I made it uh, I made it very, very with intention and purpose this week. I actually collaborated with people because I trust them. I handed over professional learning. I'm um, you know, collaborating with other teachers to do professional learning. Why? Because I trust them. And because I know that I can't do it all. And because those people are doing all of these things for me, I made it a point to show them appreciation, to send them voice notes, to send them texts, to send them emails, to tell them right then and there. Um, so that was really the impetus for this blog. And we really have to learn and, and, and consistently pass the torch to others, right? And when we pass the torch, um, and celebrate others, we're actually building their capacity and helping grow future leaders. Um, so that's really the framework for the blog. And, and you know, it seems to be really resonating <laughs> with a lot of people. So I love that that focus, Lauren. And I think that we're going to have so many people in our community here within our Teach Better family really chewing on that concept and thinking about how they can apply that to their week ahead in everything that they have going on on their to-do list and their busy calendars. If you had one message that you maybe wanted to leave our community with, that if they got nothing else from this conversation, something that they really could consider and take on maybe even as a challenge for the week, 
what would you, what would you share with them? I would share that you should continue to lean on the support of your colleagues. It's the collective intelligence of all of us that helps us grow and learn and continue to recognize the gifts in others. When we recognize the gifts in others, we're able to use that collective intelligence that's around us to build new and better things, to create new and better things. And I think that's the takeaway is we're better together and uh, never feel like you're alone. Just ask for help. <laughs> ask for help when you're in the abyss of everything you're doing. <laughs> Brad, I know that as a leader in your own building, you are constantly needing to find that balance of asking for help and also choosing to do things on your own. What, what are your thoughts on Lauren's challenge for our community this week? Lauren was uh, causing me to reflect right in the moment about the reasons why I may not delegate or ask for help. I think most the most common barrier for me, uh, Ray and Lauren, is that I, I recognize how busy other people are. Uh, and if I can lighten their load by persisting with a task and, and not really asking for help or not really uh, adding them into the mix, then maybe I'm providing a service that they need as well. That, But I recognize Lauren and Ray really clearly that if if part of my role is to grow uh, capacity, is to, is to, you know, both personal and professional capacity, not only is asking for help uh, necessary so that I can continue to be the best school leader that I can be and prioritize what I need to prioritize, but I think there's a real lesson both in humility and service uh, when uh, leaders and when all of us ask for the help we need. Um, often I'll put uh, as the title of, a, of an email, help needed, and then in the subject line, what kind of help is needed. And I, I, I'm i trying to do it more and more frequently and, and intentionally. That's the number one barrier for me, but I recognize that growing others' practice and capacity depends on me inviting others into, uh, uh, into my work. You know, it's interesting, Brad, I, I thought of the same concern of not wanting to ever ask someone for help because you assume that they have, they're already at their capacity. They have a long to-do list. And yet having you and Lauren both share the importance of asking for help and and how that could cho you could choose to do that more this week. Um, I've really been reflective on if either of you had asked me for help, how I would feel. And the reality is, is I, I respect both of you. I I, I consider both of you friends. I, I Brad, I, I love working with you on a day-to-day -day basis. I almost feel like you asking me for to help you, it, it's not a stressful task. It would be mm -hmm. my honor to be a part of making something easier. And also then it feels a little different than when I self-assign myself homework to do something. For me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do something that Lauren is going to appreciate because the job is done, but also Lauren's going to appreciate because it's going to make her feel good that she didn't have mm -hmm. to do it. I feel like sometimes delegating could serve in that way. Uh, I wonder if that perspective on occasion might help us ask for help more often, knowing that sometimes we really do have people in our lives that really would love to help if they knew what they could do to, to best serve you in your, in your world. So it's just interesting to think through this. I'm excited to read all the comments and hear people take on this challenge. I love that. I think that's so true. I, when those we love and care for 
reach out and say, here's how you can lighten my load. Here's how you can brighten my day. It really is an honor and a pleasure. And it's funny that that's how I feel when someone asks me for help, uh, Ray and Lauren. And so, you know, the, the reverse can also be true. You know, asking for help uh, is a way of building those relationships. And Lauren, you were talking about the importance of nurturing those connections and that that reciprocity of service, that reciprocity of of helping one another uh, is, I think, really an engine of stronger relationship. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, relationships are definitely a two-way street and we have different relationships with the people who surround us. Um, and, you know, we're all like pieces of this puzzle, right? And what happens when you put a puzzle together, you see a big picture and you might see that picture a little bit differently and that's okay too, right? Like, you know, we're, we all have different backgrounds, we all have different experiences, and we all have something to share and add to that picture, that perspective that we're seeing. So I think uh, honoring people, recognizing that, and continuously building connections. And, you know, my mentor, who's my fourth grade teacher, um, Linda Roth, I still keep in touch with her to this day. Uh, she retired as an assistant superintendent of curriculum and instruction. And we speak so often. And she says to me, Lauren, she says, you know, a lot of people use that phrase, great minds think alike, but I think great minds think differently. And, you know, some a shift in that, um, in that saying, um, you know, mm -hmm. really opened my mind up a lot because I'll be honest, early on in my educational career, I used to feel like, well, my way is the way. And why aren't people thinking the way I'm thinking? Why aren't they approaching um, this lesson or this idea the way that I am? And I tended to cultivate um, or gravitate rather towards people who had my perspective or my vision. But now as I've evolved in my career, um, I tend to want to connect with people who think differently with me because they push me. They push me to see things in new ways. So that's why I, I appreciate my professional learning community. I profess, uh, really appreciate my professional learning network because I love seeing what people are doing in different spaces because it helps me think a little bit differently and then brings it brings that lens into perspective a little bit more. It makes the focus a little bit more clear. Mm. So powerful. As we all continue to reflect on who we surround ourselves with, how we can delegate more this week, and who really is in our network that we can choose to delegate to and build and foster those relationships with, I do want to add a little spark to your day before we wrap up our conversation. Shout out to Brad Hughes, who has officially renamed our, our ending segment of our Sunday show. It used to be Sunday Giggles. What we realized is while you might get a giggle from some of the stories that we will share, it really just is the spark to a great end to a weekend and heading into a good week. So we'll be right back with some feel-good stories and some holidays. one of my favorite commercials of the show. If you guys are listening over on Teach Bear Talk podcast after the fact, I have to encourage you to join us live on Sunday at some point so you can see all the commercials and the energy in the comments. The comments have been 
so active today and we love that you're not only interacting with us and our amazing guests but also each other and that's what this is all about the teach better family is truly a family so we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear if you have questions and we'd love to have you all continue to share resources as we head into our sunday spark i know brad you must have something for us to add a little sparkle to our weekend and then we also have some holidays to celebrate for the upcoming week uh what do you got for us brad Ray, I, I'm sharing out a, a a podcast that has really been sparking my thinking and, and sparking some discussion uh, among educators at my school. And it comes from Meg Durham. Uh, Durham is Australian uh, teacher, uh, educator, consultant, and the School of Wellbeing is a podcast all about educator well-being. And in the most recent episode, uh, Meg interviews uh, Andrew Fuller, uh, and the, the topic is tolerating discomfort and embracing challenges that. The thesis that is explored here in this podcast really sparked my thinking about how student behavior or some so-called misbehavior impacts teacher well-being and, and how we can all reflect on the changes that living and educating post-pandemic, how those appear uh, in our classrooms and hallways. The, the thesis here that Dr. Fuller uh, shares is that behavior is shaped by constantly practicing and bumping up against feedback to shift or shape behavior as we grow. And so when students were at home during lockdown and pandemic, those opportunities to interact with and to practice different behaviors for better and for worse was very limited. And so now what we see is a shift in uh, student need in terms of uh, risk taking and in terms of uh, the, I guess, the grade appropriate or the age appropriate behavior we might anticipate seeing in our schools has now shifted post-pandemic. Now we're reckoning with students needing to take those steps and to make those mistakes. It's exhausting and it's also very challenging, but we have to keep in mind that this is an opportunity that we all have as educators to serve and better understand our students' needs uh, as well as our families' needs. The other really cool thing in this podcast, uh, Lauren and Ray, was about risk aversion. I wonder if as educators we're seeing our students and maybe even ourselves and our colleagues more and more averse to taking risks, putting ourselves out there. Uh, this is a great conversation with uh, Meg Durham and Andrew Fuller on the School of Wellbeing podcast. Well worth a listen. Uh, they talk about secondary or high school education, but then they shift back to elementary education. It, it's given me a lot of food for thought and it's making me reflect on how I serve all kids uh, in all spaces as they strive to uh, make better and better and more responsible choices. Mm, so powerful, Brad. We always love a good podcast recommendation and shout out to all of our podcasters over on the Teach Better Podcast Network as well. We might need to invite Meg to be a part of the crew. That could be a good add to our Teach Better Podcast Network. Absolutely. Uh, the other element that I want to give a shout out to is all the amazing holidays that are coming up this week that we all would love to be in celebration together. Some of them are religious holidays or cultural holidays, such as there's a Hindi holiday this week. There's also a really, really interesting Asian holiday this week. I was so excited to learn more about. For the rest of us that may be looking for other things to celebrate, it's also World Pasta Day coming up on the 25th of October. We have National Pumpkin Day on the 26th. We have Kangaroo Awareness Day, which is always important coming up on uh, on Tuesday this week. And let's see, Friday just so happens to be National Beer Day. So mm. I'm not telling anyone to necessarily go out, uh, but it seems like a good Friday 
um, way to go. The other two holidays I want to make you all aware of is both Monday and Friday have some strange coworker holidays that sound to be made up, Brad. I'm just going to say, yeah. um, I can't condone either of these holidays, but I do want to give a shout out to Cranky Coworkers Day that's on Friday. So maybe we'll all choose to be either a cranky coworker or try and make our cranky coworkers a little bit happier that day. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so good. Is, well, that, is that really a day? It is. It's on. It's on the <laughs> world holiday list. You don't think I make these up, do you? I don't know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> The one on Monday was to slap your annoying coworker, and I definitely cannot condone that one. No, keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, no, that 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 is not a good idea. <laughs> no. But I do like the challenge of you know, like a, a cranky coworker day. Like, try and do everything in your power to find the crankiest coworker and make him smile. I feel like that. Like internally, I would have such a giggle trying to do that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I have to be, I have to tell you that I, I don't know. I feel like I don't see any cranky people in my world lately. I mean, Good. I, I don't know. I, I feel kind of fortunate. I feel like everybody around me is, you know, working hard, of course, but I don't know. Cranky to me is kind of like grouchy. You know, I don't know. Lauren, <laughs> Uh, Lauren, I don't want you to feel left out if you can't celebrate Cranky Coworker. Um, it's also uh, World Elizabeth Day for people that are named Elizabeth mm. on Wednesday. It's their day of celebration. Do you know anyone named Elizabeth? I do. Perfect. I absolutely do. Yes. I will be celebrating all of the Elizabeths in my world. For there sure. we go. I don't know what day is National Brad Hughes Day, but I know it exists somewhere. I'll have to find it. <laughs> I'm wondering if we can make sure that we celebrate uh, anyone that is Liz or Beth or Betty or any of the other uh, uh, forms of Elizabeth. And uh, it sounds yeah. like a really regal affair to me, Ray. And, I and, think so too. And you know what? Can I can I give a shout out to Elizabeth Bostwick? Because yes. um, I love Liz. Um, we just collaborated on a piece of writing that will hopefully be coming out soon. So, cool. um, you know, she's, she's a great person to collaborate with such a sincere person, a sincere voice and education mm -hmm. and talk about podcasts. She has an awesome podcast with Tisha Richmond. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, we're, I'm going to be celebrating Elizabeth Boswick. She's going to be my number one Elizabeth, That she's going to be the first one I text on that day. When is that day? It's on Wednesday, and I have to admit, Lauren, she's the first one I thought of, too. So shout out to all the people in our community, but especially when you have an Elizabeth that pops into your mind because she's had such a good impact on, on education. You know, Lauren, before we wrap up our conversation, I do want to make sure you share your contact information so our community here can continue their connection to you as well, because I don't know when National Lauren Day is, but it's got to be coming up. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a National Lauren Day? I feel like I'm going to look that up now. I I, I got it. You share, <laughs> you share your social media. I'm Googling it. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Well, um, you can connect with me on social media at Lauren M. Kaufman. You can see it up on the screen right now um, on all my social media accounts. And you can follow uh, the work that I do at laurenmkaufman.com. That's where all my writing is and, you know, any anything I do in education, my digital portfolio. Happy to connect. Did you find something, Ray? 
I did, and I have really bad news. <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, celebration for for me. There's two. <laughs> there's two National Lauren Days, so I don't actually know the difference between them. But there are two National Lauren Days, and you literally just missed one. One was oh. October twenty second, National Lauren Day. Wait, isn't that today? Is that today? October 22nd. <laughs> it's today. It's today. Oh my goodness. Did you, is that why you invited me on today? Are you That's exactly this? why we invited you, Lauren. <laughs> it, it, surprise. We we did it, Ray. We we pulled it off. <laughs> this could not be funnier. It also is June 28th, just for you. To know. Oh my gosh. That okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We right? could not have we could not have planned that more authentically. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I I I'm do you see mouth wide open? It's you National like, Lauren Day. I it got made, it. It made it so much better that I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> That's it, you know what the stars were aligned, and as mm -hmm. soon as we get off of this live, I have I'm no joke. In my school district, we have about I don't know seven, eight Laurens who we all work together and and we call each other all like Lauren M, Lauren Q, you know, Lauren LK, you know, I'm going to put all of the Laurens I know on a text thread right now. And I'm going to say, guess what? It's International Lauren Day. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so amazing. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining the shenanigans on Sunday Weekly Warm Up. Brad always has such an amazing spark for us, but to wrap up with a good giggle is mm -hmm. always a win in my book. Please continue to connect with Lauren. And of course, Brad and I from the Teach Better team, we are here to support you every single day, no matter what the hour is, reach out anytime. We are here to help make your day a little bit better. We hope you have an amazing week ahead. And please remember to continue to participate within all the things going on within the Teach Better family. Lauren, thank you again for coming. This was this was a ball. Thank you for having me. It was a party. I loved it. <laughs> Brad, until next time. See you later, friend. See you, friends. Bye. <laughs>